There's like 20 photographers on a five mile radius of me right now. I mean, everyone can be a photographer. Heck, our iPhones are so amazing. So I always tell my people that I'm training, you got to figure out what's unique about you. Why, you know, why would someone want to hire Kat Satchery for her wedding? You know, because we have the same equipment, we can edit the same, our photos, you know, can look kind of similar too. What is it? Well, it's, it's me, I'm the difference. Hey friends, thanks for joining me for another great episode of the Holy Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Biedenbach, and I have the pleasure of introducing you to some incredible creators who operate best in that intersection where faith meets creativity. My hope is that these conversations would inspire you to explore that sacred space where your faith meets your inner creative to discover the unique ways in which you can positively impact the world around you. If you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, stick around and I'll have some information for you a little bit later in the episode. Today's guest is Kat Satchery, a wedding photographer from Indianapolis, Indiana, who, though reluctant to shoot her first wedding, has now built a successful business shooting over 30 weddings each year. She says her favorite moments to capture for her couples are those precious ones in between the scheduled events of the day, and she loves to bless her clients with supersized galleries of those special moments. Kat says she sees her role as a photographer through the lens of servanthood and is always willing to go the extra mile for her clients, even if it means setting down the camera to buy hairspray for the bride. Let's jump into today's conversation. Kat Satchery, welcome to the Holy Creativity Podcast. I am so excited to get to know your story a little bit. We met through some mutual friends here recently and just know a little bit about you. Uh, So I'm excited to dive into your story. Why don't you share a little bit about who you are, what makes you you, what's your kind of life situation right now? Okay. Yeah, no, I am so excited to be a part of this. So thank you so much for, for asking me. Like it's Absolutely. just a huge, huge honor to be able to talk about this. But like you said, my name is Kat Satchery and with a C, I wish it was with a K, it would be a lot cooler, but it's Cat, <laughs> like the animal. Um, and so, and I, <laughs> have been married to my wonderful husband, Jamie, for 18 years now. Don't feel that old, but I guess I am. It's just weird how it (laughs) sneaks up on you. It sure does. Um, We have a lot of kids. So our oldest son, Parker, he is 16. He is about to get his license in one week. And I am, I'm like, not prepared for him to be driving, but I'm very excited to have another driver, if that makes sense, to help get people, people there. And then we have a 12-year-old son named Finn. And then we have an 11-year-old daughter named Evie that we were lucky um, and blessed to be able to adopt her when she was an infant. And then actually almost a year, exactly a year ago, we added two little foster boys to our family. So they are six and three. So yeah, so there's five kids, which is nuts. Um, Our house house started feeling very small um after we added the boys but it's it's good and my children would be very upset if i didn't mention we have a four-year-old lab named kaya labrador retriever and then evie won two fish at the fair this year (laughs) so we have two goldfish and their names are jeff and george and um they are not dead yet so (laughs) that's how long ago were were they won at the fair (laughs) a month (laughs) 
Okay, yeah. that's uh, that's probably longer than average. I know. I think- she came home and she was so excited, and I was like, "Evie, just be prepared for them to be dead in the morning," you know. <laughs> but they are doing amazing. Something and- you never thought you'd have to say as a mom, huh? Right, right. Be prepared right. for them to die tonight. Yeah, just get ready for that. Um, so no, they're they're doing great. Jeff and George, they're awesome. So um, yeah, so I am very busy with that element of my life, but I'm also a wedding photographer here in the Indianapolis area. Um, and because of that, I really don't have much time for anything else. <laughs> I'm so excited because this is one of my few weekends this year. I actually don't have a wedding. I only have okay. one photo shoot. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually like, oh my goodness, I can hang out with the family tomorrow. It's, yeah. it's a little, little blessing. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes with the five kids, it's funny. I wave goodbye to Jamie in the morning for a 12 hour wedding day. And I'm like, good luck. So. <laughs> That's funny. Well, let's, let's dive into that. Let's talk about your yeah. work a little bit. You are a wedding photographer. Yeah. Uh, are you strictly weddings or do you do other things? Yeah. Okay. So I'm strictly weddings, obviously engagement photos come along with that. Um, if people, people want engagement session with me, I do that. I, um, I used to do it all when I started, um, families, babies, seniors, you know, headshots. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of, you know, I was trying to grow my business and, and yeah, I kind of feel a, like you have to do yeah. a little bit of everything. Early yeah. On, right? And you're tr- kind of figuring out what you like and what you enjoy mm-hmm. doing. And I'm also a people pleaser. So I hate telling people no. Um, right. but honestly it was about three years ago I was, um, talking with Jamie, my husband, and just saying how um, I'm very, I'm very passionate about foster care. My, my, that is where my heart um, just is. I, if I could have time, I would go around and talk about foster care to all the churches in the nation and kind of mm. speak about that. But um, I just kept saying, Jamie, I just feel like we're supposed to be fostering, and you know, we've already adopted, so we, so we, we you know, we're both have a heart for that. And he looked at me and he's like, Kat, you're crazy. Like you are doing so much. Something's got to give for us to add on into our life. And I said, okay, well, I'm done with everything but weddings then. And that was kind of the actual push. It took me to make the change for my business. Even though for years I knew I want to be a wedding photographer. I love wedding days. I mean, they, I get Uh giddy for weddings. I am not even nervous anymore driving to weddings. I would be more nervous to go to family shoot than to okay. a wedding. It's just the way, I don't know, weddings to me are so much fun. You are literally capturing real moments. And family sessions, if anyone listening to this has had a family photo session, they know what I'm talking about. You show up stressed. <laughs> you are, you, you're trying to get your kids to not run around and be crazy and don't get grass stains. And you probably got in a little argument with your husband along the way. And then all of a sudden the photographer's saying, now kiss, <laughs> laugh together. You know, and so I've realized with family photos, a lot of the I'm pressure so is on me. I'm so glad to hear you say that it's not just me. Oh, no. <laughs> My family. <laughs> oh, no, we... We got family photos taken, you know, probably like six months ago by one of my very close friends and we left and my husband looked at me. He goes, I can't believe you used to do this to people. It's torture. (laughs) So, but I mean, obviously family, we get family photos taken. They're very important. I love them. But as the photographer, I started realizing there is so much pressure on that. So people, when you get family photos taken, give your photographer a hug because they have the pressure of creating the moment making the emotions happen. Whereas wedding days, 
I'm not going up to the mom of the bride and saying, hey, cry. Cry when you see right. her dress. It's happening. And I am literally just capturing those real moments for people. And that is yeah. kind of what I realized why I get, I, I, I'm so excited about it. It's just this huge, huge honor that I see every time that I'm a part of a wedding day to be able to be doing this for people. I love the way you said that and the way you articulated it. Cause I never thought of it in those terms, like mm -hmm. photography is photography, mm -hmm. you know, it's how most people think of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but you are 100% correct. We have some friends that take our family photos, you know, every several years because it's not worth putting the family <laughs> through that every year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, and she does, she really does create the moment, yes. create the atmosphere and and, yes. you know, calm the nerves of mom yes. and dad who are, mm -hmm. you know, stress levels through the roof. But then even the just capturing the moments mm -hmm. at the on those wedding yeah. days, like th those yeah. are real emotions. This is yes. real stuff that's happening. You don't have to manufacture oh, anything. No. And you're just, just man. Yeah. And people are usually, I would imagine, pretty blessed oh, yeah. by the photos that you take that capture those moments that oh, they get to relive over and over. Right, right. And so um, I'm known around this area for giving a buttload of photos. That's just how I say okay. it. And so honestly, when people contact me for their wedding, that's the very first thing I tell them. I say, hey, if you book me, get ready for a huge gallery because I my goal is to capture all the professional moments and all the in-between moments. Yeah. So, um, and the in-between moments are my favorite ones, you know, so maybe it is a grandma in the dressing room in the back corner, kind of like just lovingly looking at her granddaughter getting her dress, mm. you know, or um, one of my favorite stories is I have a bride from like probably five years ago and her grandpa was sitting just in a chair, a fold out chair. None of this was artistically beautiful. He was just sitting in a chair. The lighting wasn't great, but he had taken their um, program, you know, the, the program for the wedding ceremony and had like curled it up, you know, rolled it up yeah. and stuck it in his back pocket. And he had suspenders on and he had his arms crossed. And it was just <laughs> funny to me. And so I took a picture from the back with his arms crossed and this little program sticking out the back of his pocket. And a month later, the bride, after I delivered her gallery, she said, Kat, that's my favorite photo of the entire gallery because her grandfather had just passed away. And she oh, said, wow. that picture is totally my grandpa. Like that mm. just depicts his life, just there watching arms crossed, something sticking out of his pocket. So I've got a ton of little stories like that where it just drives me even more to be like, you know what, I'm keeping this picture in the gallery. So yeah. you get to go through all the thousands of photos and pick out the ones you want, but it's easier for me to just give more in hopes that I am going to capture every little moment of this important day for you. Yeah. Some people listen to these podcasts. This is kind of why I got into this is yeah. I would listen and I'd hear people's stories and I kind of go, man, that stirs something in me that I didn't realize maybe was there or I haven't paid attention to for a long time in my life. Um, and so hearing kind of the beginning of the story of when you first got into photography, mm -hmm. like okay. when did you first start sensing this, you know, this creative <laughs> side, this passion, this desire, was it always photography or was there this other side of you okay. of, I just like to be creative and do things. Yeah, no, that's such a good question. So um, first of all, well, I'm just going to be really excited to listen to further people you interview on this podcast because I am not your, well, I guess I don't know what a standard artist actually is like, but in my mind, I think <laughs> of artists as being like 
free spirits, you know, going with the flow. And I am such a tight, I am a one on the Enneagram. I am a perfectionist. You should see my timelines that I make for wedding days. They're just hysterical. I just, I am, I love notes. I love taking notes, you know, in classrooms, I'd be in the front row in the middle. I am not this free spirit creative person, but um, I have just always, always loved humans. I just love people. Um, Mm -hmm. And I always have, and I've just always been a social butterfly. So in high school, I, I, trying to think back when photography actually started I'd say it was probably in high school but it was it was literally with my dad's film camera I'm a 90s girl yeah I grew up in the 90s which the style is back it's kind of crazy to me but um (laughs) my daughter is stealing my wife's clothes out of her closet that my wife hasn't worn since the 90s it's just nuts so so you know you remember in the 90s you took pictures and then you begged your parents to drive you to the local drugstore so you could drop it off so you could get it developed and then you know I would save my money so that I would do the one hour you know and I'd always get doubles double prints yep. and then yep. I'd beg my mom take me back it's it's ready they're ready to get picked up and then you know you rip open the, the thing and you look in and you realize half of the photos just stink you know you're like oh that's blurry oh my eyes right. are shut But it never, ever stopped me from taking pictures of me and my friends in the backyard. I mean, that's just kind of where that was my first memory of just loving, absolutely loving photos. And then I went to college and my whole wall in my dorm room was just, you couldn't see the cinder block wall. It was just photos, rows and rows of photos of my family and my friends from high school. And then I added in my college friends. I was a media major. In college, I was TV production is what I okay. went for, um, video work, loved it. But for fun, I took photography as my elective, which thinking back to that, again, it was all film. I'm so old, digital wasn't around yet. So my <laughs> right. photography that I learned was legit darkroom, in a darkroom, trying to get prints made without dust on them, you know, but God is so cool because, you know, fast forward to when I actually started doing this for my career, I had learned all the Adobe programs that I used for digital photography because I was a media major. Yeah. So it's kind of neat that I wouldn't, if I was a photography major, I wouldn't have learned all the tools that I actually use now. So, so anyway, so in college I took, took photography, loved it. Um, and then after I graduated, I worked with our church's high school youth group and one of the girls when she was a senior she just said cat let's just go take photos because I I did I always had my camera and it was fall you know so we are out you know with the leaves and taking cute pictures of this girl (laughs) and she ended up using those for her senior photos because she said I feel like it captures my personality better than my studio ones and all of a sudden all of her little friends started calling me, Kat, how much do you charge? What do you charge? And I was like, uh, you buy the film and develop it. I'll just take your photo. So I mean, that's kind <laughs> of, it's kind of where it started was just sure. me taking pictures of fun little, you know, high school kids, which I was hanging out with them all the time anyways, because of youth group. Yeah. Um, and then in 2007 though, this was when the, sh- when the shift happened, my, one of my best friends, Elizabeth, was getting married. And she said, you're doing my wedding photos. And I said, Oh, no, I'm not. No, no, no. (laughs) And she said, Well, then I guess I won't have wedding photos then, you know, she's just being stubborn. And I was like, Elizabeth, 
I'm going to mess it up. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, just the panic set in. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she just kept saying, well, I'm not booking anyone else. You have to do it. And I, I credit her for my career because I realized like, kind of like what I previously said, I was with Elizabeth from the beginning of the day to the end of the night. I saw her getting ready. I saw her emotions when she saw her husband. I, I, I had more time with her and her husband than anybody else. And that's when I started realizing this is, this is cool. This is a real blessing to be able to be such an intricate part in someone's wedding day. And I yeah. it was from her wedding that I just was like, this is it. This is where, this is fun. This is what I want to yeah. be spending my time doing. So that's kind of like, I guess the progression, you know, yeah. We talked earlier, um, I don't think we were recording at the time, but we talked about, you know, hobbies and things. And we both kind of laughed, like we're married, we have our own kids who are doing their own thing. We don't really have time for hobbies. And I love that kind of this, that's how this kind of sparked for you. It was a hobby, something you love to do that turned into kind of the work that you do in your career. So I do love that, that you've been able to do that. And so I do, um, you also mentioned that you don't consider yourself a typical artist, uh, kind of a free spirit artist. And, you know, and, and I think that's, that's again, one of the reasons why I wanted to have these conversations because most of us, I I don't think consider ourselves creative or, Mm -hmm. and I use the word creative, I use the word artist, but in that same way, because I have this idea in my head of what a creative person is, you know, whether it's right or wrong. Like I just have this preconceived notion of what a creative person is. And I remember just a little bit of my story was I've been in youth ministry my entire career, uh, still am in a different kind of capacity, a different role, but uh, Mm -hmm. still serving young people. And I remember in interviews I would go into and they would ask me questions about what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses? And I would always say, one of my weaknesses is I'm not a really creative person. You know, I love to Mm -hmm. engage in relationships and be there with kids and, you know, talk about Jesus and share stories of scripture and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm not going to be your really high creative person. And, um, I feel like that's really different. I would answer that question way differently now because I've heard stories and I've been kind of spurred on by, you know, stories like yours and others that I just hear and I go, Oh, maybe I'm wrong about what a creative person looks like <laughs> or is. is. And yeah, yeah, and it started drawing this out in me. And now I'm, you know, doing podcasting and I'm doing video work and I'm doing all kinds of mm-hmm. things now that I would have never or I absolutely never saw myself doing, you know, even yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I think these kind of stories really inspire others. Yeah. And so again, I'm glad you're yeah, here to share cool. that and to even hear you say that. Like I don't yeah. see myself this way, but you are that person. Right. And so with someone else who's listening to this that might go, I could do that. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this interview so far. Be sure to stick around for the second half because there's so much more to come, but I did want to cut in for just a moment and share a couple of opportunities for you. The first is for those of you who might consider being a guest on a future episode of the Holy Creativity Podcast. The way to start that process is to fill out the guest request form. You'll find the link in the show notes to complete that form, letting me know a little about yourself, your story, and where I can find you online. If you're a creator of any kind and willing to talk about the ways in which your faith impacts your work and your work impacts the world, I'd love to hear from you. The second opportunity is one to give to support the work I'm doing here on this podcast and on my YouTube channel, Practically Biblical. You see, this podcast is just getting started with a short first season of only five episodes, and I would love to continue to introduce you to many more incredible creators in the months and years to come. 
So if you like what you're hearing and are interested in supporting these projects, I'd invite you to simply buy me a coffee. Now, that's not a literal coffee, though. I'm always down for that if you're in the area, but this is a virtual coffee that will go towards helping me continue to produce the kind of content you're listening to right now. If you're interested in doing so, you'll find a link to that in the show notes as well. Now let's get back to the interview. Let's kind of go in a different direction here for just a couple minutes and okay. talk about your faith story. Um, okay. Because we, we do talk, talk to creative people like yourself about how our faith kind of impacts our work. So tell us a little bit of your faith story. Yeah. So um, I grew up in a, just an awesome Christian home here in Indiana. Um, grew up going to church. Um, actually went to a Christian elementary school and then you know, I went to public high school and then I went on to Asbury University down in Kentucky, which is a Christian liberal arts school. So I, you know, have always known about Jesus, have always been taught about Jesus. Um, but I don't feel like it was until I got into my adult years that I really realized where I needed to lean into him more, mm. if that makes sense. I've previously said, you know, I'm a perfectionist. I am a one on the Enneagram with a two wing. And, you know, so here I'm a perfectionist. That's also a people pleaser. And, um, you know, I, I remember even in school feeling I disappointed my teachers if I got anything below an A minus, you know, it was just this weird pressure I always put on myself. And it was always just from internally. It was nothing my parents or people around me did. It was just this internal I have to try to be perfect. I, if I mess up anything, everyone's going to think I'm, I'm crazy or, you know, be talking about me. So, um, I think doing now this job that I'm doing, which is literally creating art for other people <laughs> to appreciate. I think God is every day. I am having to relinquish my control, um, to him and really having to cling. I think it's, Colossians, um, like 323, where it talks about working for the Lord and right. not for men. Um, I feel like that for me is where I'm, I'm actively trying to live out my faith and, um, almost denying my, myself, my, my carnal nature of what I'm wanting to do. And then just remember, this is not what I'm called to do. I'm supposed to be working for the Lord. Um, and and I do, I, I do think it's ironic knowing how I'm wired and then how the Lord led me into this career, like I said, where I'm I'm taking photos that is an art <laughs> that you're hoping your clients are going to love. And that's the point of my work, yet I'm not trying to work for them. I'm trying to work for the Lord. It's just this, yeah. this confusing thing that, um, you know, I feel like myself personally, that's where, that's been my biggest challenge is just not being a people pleaser. Um, but still trying yeah. to be a servant and loving others more than myself. I mean, it's a very circular process, I feel like, in yeah. my mind and in my spirit, um, knowing, trying to just continue to know that I'm doing doing things for him. Yeah. I think, you know, as I hear you talk, I think about, you know, the, the greatest commandments, right? To love God yeah. and to love your neighbors yourself, right? And yeah. you're in that that place is how I hear you saying this is you're in that place of, I want, I want to love God and serve him with my work and yeah. I want to love people and not necessarily do it for their approval, but I want to do it well <laughs> right. so that I'm loving them well. Right. So there's, yes. there's a line there. It sounds like. Yes. Oh, and it's, it's so difficult too, because, and I, oh my gosh, I've been doing this 15 some years and I've been blessed with just, I mean, my clients, I don't, 
God's just good to me. He brings me the most amazing couples. And so many of my couples are actually like my friends now, because again, I've gone through a really important day with them and, um, you know, just grow to love them. So I also kind of looking at my job from biblical perspectives are, and, and again, I'm married to an amazing man. I mean, my husband is a saint. He's a servant. He's kind, he's patient. Um, he is quick to listen, slow to speak. I mean, he is everything. And our marriage is still hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like marriage is oh, work. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not this Hollywood unicorns and rainbows every day. Right. And so I've also tried to really think, okay, from a biblical perspective, what is, what is my role as a wedding photographer? And, you know, like I previously mm. said, I'm capturing these real moments of true, of love, the, the feeling, you know, that feeling yeah, that, you know, comes right. and goes, but you, you, you know, typically have that on your wedding day. So here I am capturing it. And I'm just, I, I hope and I, and I pray over, over my weddings that the Lord can use these images down the road. Maybe when they're not quite feeling the unicorns and the rainbows that day, they might walk by that photo on their wall and be like, ah, yep. I made a commitment. That's why I said I do, you know, and just almost, um, seeing it from that way is literally the images almost helping bring them back to, you know, this is, this is why I said I do. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, marriage isn't the easiest thing yet. That's, that's, you know, the industry I'm in and sure from a biblical perspective, you know, you, it's a, it's a covenant you're making with God too. So it's pretty, pretty important. Yeah. And you're such a, a key and pivotal part of that day, right? Um, yeah. To to be able to engage in that and to find those moments that, you know, you've already talked about. It, you know, as we talk about the ways that maybe you're, you've been intentional about how your faith mm-hmm. impacts the work that you do. I know you've shared a little bit about that already in, in the ways that you you show love to people by the photos you take and the things mm-hmm. that you offer them. Is there anything else that you would say, like, my faith really impacts, like I'm intentional Mm-hmm. with this part of my work mm-hmm. because of the faith that I have? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, oh, that's such a good question. Okay. First of all, on a wedding day, Jamie prays over me before I leave, before every mm-hmm. morning, even if it's 6am, he gets up and we pray together and he just prays that I can be kind, <laughs> which, you know, is not too, I would I mean, imagine that could be tough. You know, there's, there's been a few days where I'm like, Oh, you know, most of the time it, it's very easy. Cause like I said, my clients are amazing, but just that the love of Christ could be seen in me. And he just prays for me to be a servant and to love others more than myself. So I, on the actual wedding day, I do my darndest to, to obviously do my work. You know, I'm taking the photos, I'm doing all that, but I, it's not, nothing is below me. You know, like I am going to go set up tables if, if people are needing to hurry and get tables set up, or I'm, I will go grab the, the bride's tennis shoes if her feet are hurting and I'm going to take off the heels and put on the tennis shoes and tie them for her. I, um, you know, I actually, mm. so one of my very first weddings, I was at the bride's house with all the girls, they were getting ready and the bride kind of panicked and said, oh, I don't have any hairspray. And nobody else had hairspray and none of her girls were saying, oh, I'll go get hairspray. And so I kind of looked at her and I said, okay, Shelby, if you promise not to do anything cute or fun while I'm gone, I'm going to run and get your hairspray. <laughs> and I ran, I ran to Target. I remember I ran, I was running in Target 
and I grabbed a, a just aerosol hairspray, nothing, nothing fancy. And I even went up in the, in the checkout line and there were two sweet old ladies that said, excuse me, I'm in such a hurry. Can I cut <laughs> you in line? I've got to get this to a bride. And then, and I brought her her hairspray and she wrote <laughs> me a thank you note. And her thank you note after her wedding was all about the hairspray. You know what wow. I mean? Like, like, and, yeah. and, and I was kind of like, that spoke more to her. <laughs> Just the fact that I was like, Shelby needs hairspray. I'll go get you hairspray. And that's what she thanked me for. And so, and, and like I said, that was my first weddings. And I've just kind of over the years realized it's, it's the, it's the servanthood that speaks more, I feel like than anything else. And, and keeping my eyes open to seeing, oh, Hey, the DJ needs help moving this or the caterer just spilled something. Let me help you clean it up. Uh, So so always trying to just keep my eyes open um, to just being able to love and serve whoever, you know, I come in contact with that day. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you were thinking as you're in the car, as you're running through Target, like, what am I missing? Is this really my job? Should right. I really be doing this? Right. I'm taking yeah. photos. I'm supposed to be taking photos, but yes. I'm driving away from the people I'm supposed to be yes. taking photos for. Um, yeah. Right. But but just that that attitude and that posture of yeah. servanthood, I think, right. um, is something I think we all need. And no matter what our job is, no matter if we're, you know, creating podcasts or doing video yeah. work or photography or working yeah. in an office building or whatever, that posture of servanthood. And Jesus talked a little bit about that, right? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> just about serving, loving our neighbors and serving others and putting ourselves in that place. So that's it's fun to hear, even in your role as a photographer, mm-hmm. how that that servant like attitude kind of comes through. Right. Kind of a follow-up question to that. Does the the work that you do, has that in any way informed your faith? Uh, maybe the people you meet or the things that you get to be involved in, has that informed your faith in any way? Does that go both ways for you? God is just, I don't know. God is just amazing in my mind. When I think about my, my business and my, the path he has allowed me to go on and the people he's allowed me to meet. I, back again, when I was kind of first new to this, I shot a wedding in Washington, DC. And, um, and it was, oh, I love that. Again, it's a couple that I'm still friends with and they all, so on my website, I talk about, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus and this amazing, gorgeous bride is Jewish. And so she talked to her coordinator and said, well, I want to hire Kat, but I don't want her to be offended you know, by my Jewish faith. And I know she's a Christian. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, no, I'm in, I want to come do this. Ended up being an amazing day. Um, fell in love with this couple and a year or two later, I mean, there was a huge chunk of time between this wedding and there, I was sitting at our desk at our house and I was needing to write our checks. This was back before we did our online banking. I was writing the checks Mm -hmm. for all of our bills and it was a tight month and it was either we needed to pay our tithe check to our church or we needed to pay our electric bill. And Mm. I remember I called my husband at work. He's a teacher. And I just said, ah, we don't have enough money this month to make tithe and pay our bills. And he said, Kat, no, we have to pay tithe. Like, let's just, just write, write the check. And at the time, you know, we took our check to church and we put it in the box. So I wrote it and I put it in my um, wallet and my purse. And that very day, I'm not kidding. That very day went out to my mailbox after I did all this, went out to my mailbox and I had a little thank you note from Joe, my bride from a couple years earlier in DC. Mm. 
And she had written me a little note and she just said, Kat, we're looking over our photos again from our wedding and we just loved them. And we wanted to send you a little thank you. And it was a check written to me that was exactly what we needed to cover our bills. And (laughs) I immediately hopped on and emailed her and I said, you will never believe this. Like the Lord just used you to bless me and my little family and you Mm. like, and just all these times where God is like, I got you just be, you know, be faithful. I I, I've got you. I might not give you a a ton more than I'm going to provide what you need. That's what, that's what he has consistently proven to me over this whole business, even with COVID. I mean, I, Mm. you know, I lost a bunch of weddings because of COVID and God just provides what we need every time. Yeah, I would think in a in a business like yours or in a career like yours where you are, you've already mentioned, you know, I love humans, I love people. Um, and you get to interact with a lot of people uh, in a lot of places on a very special moment in their life, yeah. special days in their lives. And, you know, I think we we're created to to love one another, right? We're created to live okay. in community with one another. Okay. And there's no there's no community like that that wedding uh, day, right? Exactly. When the families from uh. both sides come together. And so I think even just to be experiencing that, living in those moments with those people, even though you're not necessarily part of the family for that day, you right. are. Yeah. And I think those kinds of moments uh, rub off on us, you know, yeah. and God speaks to us in those moments, whether it's our family and our friends or not. And so, um, yeah. you know, even even if it's two years later and it's a, yeah. a check that comes in the mail or a little <laughs> thank you note, that's fantastic to it God. Amazing. Obviously, yeah, he takes care of us, right? He provides right. for us. And that's been true in my right. life too. And I haven't had that moment of, you know, that check showing up, but I've heard <laughs> stories like that. And that's, you know, God's provided it's, for me in other ways. Like yeah. he's shown when things are a little unclear and I'm still taking steps moving forward and going, I don't know where this is going to go. At the last moment, God says, here it is, you know, and a lot of that's been the people in my life, whether I was intentional to bring those people in my life or not, or I was serving Mm -hmm. them like you would be uh, as Mm -hmm. a photographer at their wedding, you know, God, God still speaks to us through those moments. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's an incredible story. Well, hey, I've got a couple questions as we wrap up here. First of all, it's not one that I sent you ahead of time, but how many weddings do you typically do in a year? And then how many weddings do you have booked in 2021? Now, because you said you had a lot canceled last year. So I would imagine you're a little busier this year. Yeah. So typically, well, okay. I have intentionally started slowing down just because I have five kids, but, um, about four years ago, I was probably doing 30, 30 plus weddings a year. Um, and three years ago, I think I was in the 20, 25 to 30 range. Um, last year, well, yeah, 2020, I had eight. (laughs) Wow. Thank you, COVID. Um, That's a big drop. Yeah. 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 But I only officially lost one wedding. They all postponed and I was able to kind of fit fit those weddings in, which I, I just, my heart breaks for these brides because you work so hard yeah. to plan this day. And then all of a sudden a pandemic happens and here they are trying to reschedule with all their vendors. I, it's just such a, such a headache. So, yeah. so this year, I think I'm back up into, um, 30, uh, maybe 32 weddings this year. Okay. Um, so you're next, busy. Yeah, I'm busy. You have a few it's, weekends off a year. Yeah. I have a few weekends off and, and this year is even crazier because I actually work solid into February. Usually wow. winter's slow. But every weekend in November and um, Christmas, and I have a New Year's Eve wedding, I 
Yeah. It, it's just, it's, wow. it's a big, big year. But yeah. um, it's funny because all of us vendors at weddings, none of us want to complain because we're just so thankful to be working again. And, sure. and you know, uh, who knows what the rest of this year is going to hold. I don't know, but just kind of keep going day by day. Yep. And ho- yeah. hopefully, wow. hopefully weddings will keep happening. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So tell me kind of back to the beginning of your career. Okay. Give me a, a piece of advice that someone gave you. Um, uh-huh. or that you wished they would have given you earlier uh, yeah. to get things started for you? Yeah. Well, okay. I kind of have three. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. That's a lot. Go for Sorry. it. I'm such no, a talker. go for it. Well, okay. So my first thing, and I've kind of already touched on a little bit. My first, my first words of advice would be to be, to, to figure out, this is, so I mentor, I, I, I train people to be photographers. And I always okay. sit them down our first meeting. I say, okay, there, I joke. I'm like, there's like 20 photographers on a five mile radius of me right now. I mean, everyone can be a photographer. Heck, our iPhones are so amazing. So right. I always tell my people that I'm training, you got to figure out what's unique about you. Why, you know, why would someone want to hire Kat Satry for her wedding? You know, because we have the same equipment, we can edit the same, our photos you know, can look kind of similar too. what is it? Well, it's, it's me. I'm the difference of my business is what, what do I bring to the table? You know, and and I'm always just telling them, figure out who you are, figure out what you want to be known for. You know, like I kind of said, mine is, I just want to be loving and kind and a servant and um, be running around when I'm not taking a photo, trying to help someone else, which that doesn't necessarily mean everyone has to do that, you know, because maybe not, not everyone's wired like me, but I always just tell people, figure out what's going to make you unique. Yeah, that's good. And then I say, kind of like what I talked about, figure out what you love, because that's going to come out in your images. If you're passionate about family photos, that's going to come out in your work. Mm. Um, if you love documenting, oh, birth, birth photos, I've done a couple of those. If I wasn't, if I was a single lady and had all the flexibility in the world, that's, that's talk about real moments, Wow! documenting someone coming into this world, you know, oh, it, it's, it's so amazing. I just can't be on call for babies to be born, to run to the hospital, but right. <laughs> you know, if that's what it is, it's going to come out your, what you love will come out through the photos. Um, and then my last thing that I tell people, and this is something I struggle with still, and I think it's honestly something people not even just in the photography world struggle with. Um, but social media is a great thing and it's a really big curse. And mm. for me, you know, I obviously I need to have Instagram. That's that's where my brides find me. So I need to have yeah. it. I need to be on it. I need to be posting for my work to continue to come in. But I tell you, Satan can really use that tool to pull you down. And um you know, cause I follow, okay. My Instagram feed is basically weddings and puppies. So that's what I love. I look at puppy golden retriever, puppy dogs all the time and beautiful wedding photos of photographers. I love, which then, so I'm like, Oh, there's a cute puppy. And then the next one, Oh my gosh, that photo is gorgeous. How did they do that? Why don't my pictures look like that? Oh my gosh, I'm not very good. You know, you just, you start to mm. do the comparison, comparison thing. Um, so that's my other challenge. And I, again, like I said, I'm wrestling with this myself is to continue to find my worth in the fact that I'm a child of God and not in the fact that I'm a wedding photographer, because that can go up and down by my emotions of seeing other work that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. 
mine yeah. doesn't look like that. And then all of a sudden I'm sad or maybe I didn't get as many likes on this post and I'm thinking, oh, nobody likes me. And then all of a sudden my emotions are down when that is not my worth. My worth is not in my job. My worth is in God and that I am a child of his. So um, especially, like I said, I'm usually working with younger girls when I'm training and I know they probably wrestle with this in so many areas of their life, what they look right. like. Um, how many friends do we have? You know, it's just, it's such an interesting part of our world now, the social media, but unfortunately in the photography world, that's a vital part. I can't, I can't not be on it. So right. trying yep. to figure out how to, how to balance it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. I think, uh, two of the key components to me in my ministry to, in what I communicate to to students, to young people is finding your purpose and finding your identity. And I think you articulated both of those, like, you know, mm -hmm. what is it that you love to do? What is your purpose? What's God have laid out for you? And then don't find your worth. Uh, and you said it this way in your work, find your worth yeah. in being a child of God. And that's, man, what, what great advice, Kat. Thanks for, for sharing that. I, yeah. I think that that's good for all of us to remember, you right. know, even as I, I think about what I'm doing with this podcast and, you know, listening to all the other podcasters out there and I'm going, man, I can't do that. I can't do mm -hmm. that. And you know, you're right. I can't do that. I wasn't created to do that. I was created to do this right. in this way for this right. moment. So, right. um, man, what great advice. I appreciate that. You did say you are on Instagram. So, yes. uh, tell us if people are looking for you, they want to book you in a wedding, maybe yeah. for 2022, not 21 right. because you're pretty booked. I don't know. Maybe you got space for more. Where can people no. find you, Kat? Yeah. So on Instagram, it's Kat Satry Photography. So it's C-A-T. And then my last name is S-A-T-R-E. Kat Satry okay. Photography. Um, yeah, that's probably the best place to look. I have a Facebook business page. And then um, they can go to my website too, which is also catsatryphotography.com. And okay. they can contact me there. But yeah. Go follow me because that would make me feel better. Just kidding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right you heard it here you heard it here folks give cat a follow give her some likes on her show her some love on her instagram so she feels good no cat you should feel very confident in who you are and the work that you thank do you. um thank i you. love to hear the story behind it and and why you're so passionate about not only wedding photography but serving the bride mm -hmm. and serving yeah. the wedding party uh because yeah. you are yourself a child of god called to to love and serve others in your community. So Kat, thanks for joining me today. It was yeah. a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Kat as much as I enjoyed having it just a couple weeks ago. And there are so many other fascinating creators like Kat, and I can't wait to introduce them to you. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you prefer to listen. And since we're just getting this thing started, it would be a tremendous blessing to me if you could leave a rating and review of this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you may be listening. And don't forget, if you're interested in being a guest on this podcast, there's a link in the show notes to get that process started, as well as a couple options for you to give if you choose to do so to support the creative projects that I'm working on here in this studio. That'll do it for this episode of Holy Creativity. I hope you found some inspiration in today's conversation to explore that sacred space where faith and creativity converge in your life. 
We'll talk soon. 